right, so today I want to talk a little bit about potential and uh, specifically uh, the potential of people of color. Let's talk about it. So with it being February, Black History Month uh, here in North America, um, I was thinking about the potential of uh, people of color. And um, years ago, I read a very, uh, I'm a sociologist and I think I've mentioned before that I very nerdily read academic journals in my spare time uh, because I love research and what's out there and sociology in general. And I came across a study about how people, children of color, as young as the age of five, um, do not believe that they have limitless potential. They already have absorbed the message that the world is telling them that they are not good as good as their white peers. And um, that stuck with me because it is devastating to think that um, just as you're entering the school system, you're just sort of getting to have, you know, some sort of formal instruction on, you know, finding out your talents and abilities and getting the tools you need to, to thrive that uh, that's immediately shut down um, for children of color. So um, that's obviously something that you know, this is what we mean when we speak to systemic racism, and this is the kind of thing that is so um, untangible until we measure it like uh, these people did in the study so that we can attack it and remove it and, you know, destroy it and make sure that, you know, that kind of um, intention doesn't touch uh, these young lives. And so, um, it was one of my favorite um, podcast episodes. I was listening to Two Dope Queens, um, and uh, if you haven't heard of them, check them out. They're wonderful. Love you guys. And uh, they were interviewing uh, former First Lady, Miss um, Michelle Obama, and you know she spoke so eloquently, as she always does, about how talent and potential uh, basically knows no country or race or gender and you know she's basically speaking about how there are young women of color all across the world not just in America or Canada uh, just all over the world um, that are frustrated because they didn't get the education uh, the support um, they weren't nurtured uh, in the way that, um, you know, successful black women were, um, that successful black women are nurtured and supported um, because of whatever reason, if it, you know, if they didn't have family support, if it was, you know, their culture. Um, you know, she mentioned, like, uh, I think it was Uganda specifically, just, you know, like about, you know, how, you know, sometimes culturally women aren't, you know, supposed to be, you know, educated or, you know, have certain roles or jobs or whatever the case may be. 
and she said, you know, there's an equivalent of, you know, me out there in the world who didn't have the opportunities that I did, and they're just as intelligent, just as capable, but imagine how frustrated um, that person must feel, because um, as a person of color, there's a fine line between, uh, you know, success and failure. If everything isn't perfectly aligned, there's so much stacked against us that if you know, everything doesn't line up perfectly that, you know, your life can take such a dramatic turn and uh, just resonates with me so much because it's so true. Um, you know, I am who I am. I'm so outspoken. Um, and I like to fight the good fight and I, you know, am curious about my world and I am never, you know, mince words and I you know I'm very passionate about the things I'm passionate about because I have that support because I was encouraged to be a bit of a loud mouth <laughs> and you know um to be brave and to go for what I wanted and to study and to work hard and these were the kinds of values that I grew up with and they absolutely shaped me they absolutely did and um they're so important they're so important because as a woman of color I'm constantly, constantly, constantly being told, uh, loudly, quietly, subtly, um, not so subtly, that I don't deserve to have what I have, that I don't deserve the opportunities that I've gotten, that I, um, am lucky, uh, to have privilege to showcase my God-given talents. So, uh, one of the, um, you know, it's so interesting because I, I know people, you know, like to believe that, you know, it's not the case, that we don't come up against these barriers, and I just have to say that it's not, not at all um, the case, that we succeed as women of color despite these obstacles and I think in the same interview when Two Dope Queens you know Michelle Obama um, mentioned that she asked she's in a room with these women they're all like super achievers and uh, um, you know obviously they are because they're in a room with uh, Michelle Obama and she's sort of you know saying can you just raise your hand um anywhere but any, any room in the room if you were ever told that you couldn't you can't do something and every single woman in the room you know raised their hand and it reminded me of another story of Shirley Ann Jackson and uh, she's like a very extremely accomplished uh, scientist and um, she was um, I recently watched an episode of her uh, Finding Your Roots, also an excellent program, highly recommend, and, you know, she spoke about how she, despite incredible odds, um, you know, she was able to attend MIT, despite, you know, her teachers and everything telling her that she couldn't, and she got in, and her professor at MIT uh, basically called her and one of it was her physics professor called her and one of her uh, the other the only other um black 
uh, female student in the class, like Twindle D and Twindle Dumb, and uh, it was shocking. Like, um, it was the host of the show, you know, he just was like, uh, he literally had a moment of just mouth open, shocking that, you know, this person would be so bold as to say that to someone. I mean, obviously she's accomplished, obviously she went on to destroy that course and, you know, far surpass that little professor's uh, expectations of her. Um, but the, the absolute disrespect that she had to sit there and swallow um, from that piece of person. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to keep it uh, G-rated here. But, you know, this is the kind of obstacle that, you know, every person uh, of color has to endure when they're somewhere that, you know, a white person is perceived that they're not supposed to be and it is absolutely utter bullshit. And, um, you know, we have to endure despite that, you know, we have to, you know, be polite despite that. And we have to, on top of enduring that, we have to um, endure the disbelief of people not believing that that's happening to us every moment of every day. Because uh, people, some people, still don't have enough respect for black excellence. So I can give many examples of this idea of, you know, the, the lack of potential, um, but it's very, it's, it's, um, I, I like giving a couple of examples. So I'll start with one of my dearest and longest friends is a very accomplished woman of color. And she uh, is a nurse at Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto. Um, it's one of the best hospitals in the world um, and you know everybody knows about it it's sort of a prestigious position to be in and she worked harder than anyone I know to get there and achieve her dreams and so proud of her but uh, it's so the potential um, that I'm speaking of is that, you know, we're out and about and we're in a room of people and unfortunately, or just being part of our lives, we are two of, you know, we're the only two women of color we're of people in the room of, you know, maybe, you know, 60, 70 people. And these are people that are, are, you know, our peers, we, you know, we're here to socialize a little bit and um, people are incredibly dismissive of us. This is sort of like a networking event. We're obviously there by invitation. We have the same sort of, you know, stature. They've obviously thought we were deserving to be in the room. 
and it's not until you know they find out what uh, she does and where she does it again the prestige of this hospital is you know very high in our country and the tone and the difference of which they approach her and talk to her is sickening I feel like it's something akin to like a, what celebrities must feel when they genuinely know that people are just you know feeling like they can get something from them yeah it's just that's very disturbing which is why she rarely tells people um you know what she does and I uh I think it's sort of uh I think I've said this story as well but it's just that level to which we have to succeed to be able to be able to cons be considered an, an equal I think uh Chris Rock says it you know really hilariously when he was saying that you know like he's had all these accomplishments he's had to work so hard you know he's done all these you know movies and stand-ups and tours uh to get you know where he is in life and he was like his next door neighbor is a dentist just a white guy that's a dentist and he's able to you know afford the same kind of lifestyle that chris rock had to beat insurmountable odds to get and uh, I think it's just, um, you know, the same sort of idea that we have to be the exception to the rule. And so when we talk about systemic racism, that's what I'm talking about in the sense that we have to beat these odds in order to be successful, to have this level of success that people take for granted. You know, this level of education, um, you know, to have a, a standard of living that people are expected, um, it, it ha it's much harder um, for people of color. So, um, I, the other story I wanted to tell was that uh, about these microaggressions that um, I have to endure when I'm in you know, white space. So I recently started a new job and uh, being in that new job, I am in a typical white space. You know, I am one of a couple of people of color in the, on the entire floor. And so, um, you know, we're going in and it's sort of like an office and corporate environment. You have to swipe your pass to get in. And so, you know, these two white women, you know, it's probably my first week in the job, and they obviously don't recognize me, and so, you know, I get off the elevator, you know, I'm sort of walking down the hall with them, and, you know, they sort of uh, don't recognize me, and so they're just like, oh, hi, and I was like, hi, and I swipe my pass, and, you know, green light, and I go in, and so, you know, I don't, uh, I know that they're probably like, oh my God, security, you just feel that judgment on you. And, you know, I'm a seasoned pro at this point of dealing with that kind of nonsense. And, uh, you know, I have to admit that the woman 
did see me later on at the photocopier and she was, you know, incredibly sheepish and she sort of, you know, blushed a little and I just, you know, I was feeling a little less generous that day, but I have to admit I didn't put her out of her misery. I just sort of was like, yeah, that's right, I work here. That's right. Um, <laughs> no, I kept it very professional. Just didn't do anything at all, but um, I feel like this idea that I, I don't belong somewhere, that I know for a fact that those women would have not been so startled if a white woman had been, you know, following down the hallway. You know, I know what I had to prove that I belonged there by just, you know, I was like, let me just kill this noise right now by just swiping my pass and showing that I have security clearance to be in here so I don't have to deal with this garbage. And I was like, I'm like, I'm carrying my lunch. I don't want to have to deal with this nonsense. So, um, it's, it's just a, a part of being, um, a person of color in these kinds of spaces and it's unfortunate and it sucks and, um, you know, we all have our own coping mechanisms of it. I'm sure that if you are white and you're listening to this, if you were to ask your, colleagues of color, you know, how they deal with navigating this kind of space, if they've ever had that kind of situation happen to them, um, you know, if people told them that they weren't able to do what they're doing right now, I think you would learn a lot. I think you would hear um, just about how, how many obstacles they had to come through just to be sitting where, you know, you're sitting and maybe you always have the support, you always have the expectation that you would go to university you know, that you would always be doing some sort of corporate job or, you know, you'd always be in this, you'd always be a doctor, you know, you had these expectations on you, whatever the case may be, you'd always be a writer, you know, just those kinds of things. I think it would be nice to, in honor of Black History Month, to reach out, you know, our story as Black people is that one of endurance about um, succeeding dis despite obstacles despite um, horrific acts. And I think that's, you know, uh, one of the beautiful things to come out of, you know, being a person of color is just, you know, the strength, the strength that we have, you know, the strength of the ancestors is in us. Um, and, but it also um, makes me think about, you know, the people that don't have the credentials, you know, the people that, you know, maybe someone was lost on the floor. I was thinking of if someone was lost, a person of color was lost on the floor, you know, what would these women have done to her? Would they have had security escort them out? Um, you know, these people that navigate the space and maybe aren't familiar with it. Um, and, you know, just the other day in the same building, there was a woman who um, clearly was lost in the building, you know, we're connected to the subway, and she came up, and she was looking around, and there's a bunch of white people, and, you know, she sort of caught my eye, and I was like, oh, did you need some help, you know, and she, you know, was so grateful, and she's like, is there a washroom around here, and so, you know, I gave her directions, but she, and I was thinking, would anybody else have, you know, helped her, had assistance for her, taken pity on her, um, you know, I think of 
you know, it's like the, the same thing that, you know, Michelle Obama was talking about, the frustration of the people that don't have the same access as you, that don't have, you know, the same privileges as you and the same luck as you, you know, what should, who would have helped her if I wasn't just standing waiting for the elevator to get upstairs to my floor. Um, so think of that, you know, the next time you see someone who's sort of, you know, lost, you know, see them as a person and not just a person of color. I think that's key. Um, yeah, I could go on forever, but thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you next time.